Okay. Um, I wanted to say a Sora Binu says this point about Sora was originally in the oil and then we find a Pesach oil. So he makes that diak and he says that Sora went to the door to hear what was going on. Okay. Avram and Sarah were old, but in Bayomim. They were coming in the days. What does that mean? They were coming in the days. So the Ramban says that it means that they were traveling through the days. Their relationship to days would be described as traveling, because they were, as opposed to when someone's young, the Ramban says the days are considered his. Days are considered his, but now their days are not theirs, they're merely a means of them traveling somewhere else. So it's interesting that it says Ba'im Bayamim. The Ba'im means they're coming to some place, not traveling. So Ramban says that Ba'im, they're coming to another place through the days. So meaning the stress is on the fact that they're on their way to someplace else. That's their relationship to the days, they're on their way out. She had it before? What? Mashma, she did, right? Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And love that she did right. not devote her right. Hashem. In English, right. there's a phrase like that also, no? Right. Getting on in years. And she stopped to have Oirach Kanoshim. So as we discussed, there's two different sets of couples in the parasha and two different births that are being contrasted and juxtaposed. So there's Avram and Sarah as a Kanim, Chod Aliyah as Oirach Kanoshim. And this corresponds to Yudtes Pasuk Lamed Aleph, Atoyim HaBechir Latzira, Vinu Zokein, Ve'ishei Baretz, Lovoi Oleinu, Kederech Kol Haaretz. So he's a Zokein, and there's no one that could be Baalinu Kiderech Kalaretz, like the usual way of Kalaretz. And here, she, he, they are Zakanim, and she doesn't have the Oirach, which means the way, the normal way, of Nashim. She, she doesn't have the way, the Oirach of the Nashim, and they don't have anyone. Lovelim Kiderech Kalaretz. Now, just the interesting thing over here is that these people were Orchim. And they were on, they were on the Oirach, which is where Orchim comes from. They're wayfarers, and they're on the Derech, and it's all about going back on your Vishkamtem Valachtem Darkechem. So, um, and Avram learns the Derech Hashem. Avram is going to be taught the Derech Hashem. The Derech Hashem is called the Derech Hashem because they were on, they're on the Derech to do something. They're on the way to do something. So it's all tying then the birth of Yitzchak. And Sarah's being not having the Erech Kanashim to the Derech Hashem and the path that they're on to destroy Sudan. Now, meaning there are those that are connected to the to the Derech that they're on, to the Derech Hashem, and then there's a Loit who's not part of the Derech Hashem and he has a different type of childbirth. Okay. Now, the connection between Sarah and Sudan, the destruction of Sudan that's happening over here and the birth of Sarah. Is more Mufurish brought out in the next Pasuk of the Lashayrus of Loisli and Edna. We'll go through the Pasuk of Inishaya again. Even though I said this in the past, it's going to be relevant again.
Dit is een Isaiah perk nun alef. Shemuel I wrote for Tzedek Mavakshe Hashem Habito al Tzorchu Tzavdem and Makeves Bo Nukatem Habito al Avram Avichem al Tzorah Tachel Elchem Ki Echod Karasav Avram Chiv Arbehu Avram and Tzorah were one They were Yichidim and then they were made into many Ki Nicham Hashem Tzioi Nicham Kochor Veseho Vayosem Midbar Keeden Vavosik Again Hashem Sozim Yitzim Chayimotzi Vavotodu Bekozimra So Avram and Tzorah were one and made into many Tzioi, the Chorbis of Tzioi and the Midbar of Tzioi became Eden and the Rav came like Gan Hashem so the first two psukim say that there's a reboy of Avram and Sarah, and that goes along with the Nechama of the land that becomes like Eden and Kagan Hashem. And then it says, um, now, this we discussed, the land became Kagan Hashem. Sodom was called Kagan Hashem, and Sodom was destroyed. And then there's a, a, a rejuvenation that the Midbar is going to be, once again, Ka'edin, the Rav is going to be Kagan Hashem. And that's like we discussed, when there's going to be water coming out of the Samikdash, and that's all will again be a place that has a river. So, but the point is then in Pasuk Vav, it talks about um, the destruction of a land, and this is the shyness, that it's, that the Aretz is Bala, the Aretz turns into Ashan. The land which was Bala, eventually is going to be Misnachem and turn back into Eden. So that's Engan Hashem. So Sadaim is Bala, like Oshon, it's Nimlach. And that will eventually come back into Eden. Sarah over here is saying, Edna. So she is the one that's worn. And then we'll get back to the Edna. And Sadaim, which was Eden and Kigan Hashem, is becoming Melach. It's Shemaim Ka'oshon Nimlach. So that just brings out the point. That is the opposite going on here. Sadaim is the fertile place that's becoming destroyed. And, so, and Sarah is the one whose fertility ran out, who's becoming fertile once again. So it's about the places that are naturally have, have the fertility are losing it, and the places that ran the course of the fertility are now ready to get the, the fertility and the freshness from Hashem, the recognition that it's coming from Hashem and it's not by nature. Okay, so just that's why then, that's why we have this, this intertwined Oirach Kanashim and the Derech Kalaretz and the Derech of the Urchim that they're on, because they're on the way to, to destroy Sodom and make the Eden, Bala, and also the, the Isha, whose Bala is turning back into Eden. Okay. Now, also we understand then that Isha's light turning into Melach also follows into this pattern, because, because if the Isha over here is like the land, like the Pasuk and Shai puts together, Avram and Sarah were one and they made into many, So Benazah says over there, oh, the people and the land, those are the two things, that there's a many people and the land is, having, is being fertile. And then we're showing that the Lashonis of the destruction of the land, of Sodom, the fertile land, are the same Lashonis used for Sarah becoming young again. So similarly, the land, becoming into, the land turning into Melach, and like it says in Yeshai, Shemayim Ka'oshon Nimlochu, that fits into that, is the Isha, the wife of Lloyd, turning into Melach. Because there's a contrast over here. One second. Right, no, I'm just pointing out that it's a Melach Lashon, right. Um, I mean, we could have said from this parish, So the point is then that there's a, it's about having children, and the, the land and the children are going together over here, and there's a land that's coming destroyed, and then there's two different children that are being born, there's the holy children, and that's like the land, the, the Isha whose Bala is becoming Aden, the land that's Aden is becoming Bala, and the man who's associated with that land, he's also going to have children, but look how his children are going to be, they're going to be, 
his wife, who he would have had children from, she's, she is like the opposite of Sarah, who becomes, who becomes um, from Bala into Aden. She's like the land that went from Aden to Bala, the land that became burnt with salt. She also turns into Melech. Um, also then, the fact that Chazah say that she didn't bring salt to the Archim, it fits into the pattern of the Pasha, because we mentioned last week, we said, we said that um, the, the meals that Avram and Sarah fed the Anashim, and the meal that light fed them, the differences are then reflected, the differences in the meal that they fed them ultimately get reflected also in the children, because Sarah feeds a buck, they, they give a ben buck a rach and they're told that they'll have a ben, and she becomes Edna, which the Adak says means rach she became fresh and soft again. Um, they, he gave them yayin, and then his childbirth is that they, they, that his daughters gave him yayin. But then also then, the fact that he's losing his wife and she's becoming melach, Chazal say, oh, oh, that also fits into this theme, because she didn't bring the melach. So everything that's happening is reflected in how they were machnes oirach. So is Machnas Oirach and Ben Bakarach for Toiv. She becomes Edna. He gives them Yayin. That's something that's not so great. And then he ends up drinking Yayin. And that's why he has his children. And his, salt, his wife turned to salt. Oh, yeah, that's because there was some sort of chesorin in his Suda relating to salt. So Chazal fill in the blank and say she didn't um, bring them the salt. I thought, she, I thought she did bring them. No, no, no. He wanted to give salt. And she said, oh, you're bringing that bad minute. Oh, I thought that's what she says, right? On the Pasuk. On the Tinnitus of Mela. Because because what? Oh really? As a way of, of telling them. Oh, letting people have that disguise. Okay. Same point that there's a certain right. Everything that happens with the wife or the childbirth is all reflected in the meal. So we find that in the meal too, right? Okay. Um, just to mention the heart I asked before. Why do you need salt for matzah? We don't put we don't dip matzah into salt. Why do they need salt? I guess it's not for the matzah. Okay. You don't need salt. Matzah is salt when? That's better. On Pesach. This is Pesach. It's better with other matters. She didn't take it in there. Ah. Okay. The only thing you give them is matzah? Hmm. Yeah. Give them yayin and matzah. Maybe give them potatoes. Okay. It's got to be potatoes. Fine. Okay, so just so, so what's the point in that pasuk? I was just bringing out the orach kanashim. It's like the derech kalaaretz, and it ties in with the derech that they're on, because what they're doing, because what they're doing, what the malachim are on the way to do is to destroy stein, and that's going to be the opposite of things that happen to Sarah. The fertile place becomes destroyed, and the destroyed one becomes fertile. And also how they interact with the malachim on the way to stein, and how they feed them, ultimately becomes reflected in the childbirth. So therefore, the childbirth. And their, their way, their, their trip is um, totally t- intertwined. Fine. Pazi good base. But it's like so, So, means to be warned, worn out. What does Edna mean? Edna, Ibn Ezra and others say it means pleasure, like this Adnu Betulcha Godel. Rashi says to Pshatim, that either means time, Edna is in the time, the Nidus. Vestus, or that it means uh, freshness. Okay, now going into the etymology with the rise to this. So here in Pasuk Yudalit it says clearly that Hashem will return. 
Hashem is speaking here and he says that he will return. Okay, so then when we saw in Pasuk Yud, now we know that that has to be Hashem, who says in Pasuk Yudalit that he will in fact return. Why? Oh, maybe, two, maybe there's a Malach returning and Hashem is returning. Yeah. Oh, I hear. Um, because Lamoyed in Pasuk Yudalit means the, the appointed time, meaning the time that I said. Meaning, why is Sarah laughing? That time that I predicted I will return, I will in fact return. It's like reiterating what it was said, what was said earlier, okay? I mean, you could be matrik maybe, that he's saying, that moyet I will also return, but then you'll have to explain why the two returnings, and it's enough that we have a problem finding any return, which I mentioned, right? It doesn't say that he came back, but you know. Okay, so then it was Hashem speaking in Pasuk Yod. So then just the question is, why in Pasuk Yud doesn't it say Vayem Hashem and in Pasuk Yud Gimel does it? Okay, so the Pashtas is because there it's obvious who's speaking, meaning if Hashem over here, like we said from the Rashbam, if Hashem is one of the three, then, then in Pasuk Yud it doesn't have to say who says it because it's, because it's a conversation between Avram and the Shloishan Nashim and that's continuing. So therefore it says Vayemer. Okay, so it's only one of them because it's Hashem so we forget that it's now referring to them as Hashem, we're only calling one, fine. But it doesn't have to identify them. In Pasikud Gimel, since Sarah spoke now, and Avram, you know, it's, not, it's no longer what back and forth, so it has to just identify who's speaking. Therefore, it's Vayim HaShem. Also, possibly, um, Sarah, in Pasik Tezvav, where she's afraid, it could be that she's beginning to hop, she's getting an inkling that it's HaShem. Sarah laughs. And maybe she thinks that they're not Malachim, like the Ramban says. She thinks that they're Anashim. So maybe Pasuk Yod, where, where, the, where they start predicting, reading her mind and saying what she just did without having seen her, and she thinking that she's private, so they put Tzvayim HaShem, because now she's realizing that it's, she is realizing now that it's Hashem. Okay. Lama Zeh, what does Lama Zeh mean? Lama Zeh... It's like, it makes it into a rhetorical question. Why is this happening? Lama would mean, I want to know why. Lama Zeh, it's like, why did this thing happen? It's like a lashon of, uh, like a little ironic, or not irony, like, both lag. Like, what, this, this shouldn't have happened. Like, Lama Zeh, Tisha Lashmi, why would you do such a thing? Lama Zeh, why did she do such a thing as laughing? Now, why is this to Avraham? If Sarah is supposed to be taken to task for laughing, why is Hashem saying this to Avraham? So the the two ways to understand this are either that it's essentially is intended to Sarah, but this is how Hashem is talking to Sarah through Avraham and let her overhear, possibly, or Avraham is supposed to know this. This that this that Lama Zetzach Sarah somehow relates to Avraham. Okay, we'll get back to that. Hayipale me Hashem dover lamoyda shovelech ke Israel usarvin. Hayipale. What does Hayipale mean? So there's a big, uh, there's basically two ways to tie chayipale. There's, pele means like something um, miraculous. Okay, and we'll talk about the Ramban soon, which is how the Ramban touches this Pasuk. But uh, pele also means for something to be hidden, uh, unaccessible, <coughs> like ki pole mim When something is beyond your hasaga, beyond your understanding. Now, Targum says, Hayiskase. So he's teaching Hayipale. 
as being beyond. Now, obviously, there's too much shmosim of a pella and something which is mufla from you are related because a pella means something which is like beyond what you would expect or beyond what you're naturally capable or something like that, or the natural order of things. But Tagum says hayiskase, hidden. So then it would seem that we're talking, it's saying, is anything hidden from Hashem in terms of knowledge? Is there something that Hashem doesn't know? Oh, so Rashi then says, Rashi turns it into ability, right? Does it Rashi? Right, okay. So he's got to say. Is anything mufla, mufrod, separate, umuchusabimani, milasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasas
Vajöme loy kitzachakt. So, one of the very strange, very strange pasuk. What is this conversation about? That Sarah denying it because she was afraid, and the insistence that no, you did laugh. Okay. So at first, I just want to point out that this someone doing something kiyoreya. That's another lashon that happens again this parasha, which is by light. He's yare ki yare l'sheves b'tzoya. Now, I didn't go through all the l'shenes, but again, um, the the mimer that Rabbi Levine sent me, Yudi's father sent me on the Yud Ches and Yud Tes. It's mamish the l'shenes that happen again and again. For example, Al No happens again and again. I mean, all these, <coughs> you go through the whole parasha. It's mamish l'shenes miyuchet to this parasha. One of them is that. She's Yorea, so therefore she does something, and Light is Yorea, and therefore he does something, which you know, it's not every day that someone does something because they're Yorea. So it seems to be this thing. Okay, she's Yorea, and he's Yorea. But if you look at them closer, they're very similar. Let's look at, at the Yorea of Light. In your test, Pasik Lamin. But you have to go back a few so In your test, let's look at Pasik Hafei, Chavav. So Light went to Tsayar. He went to Tzaya, that, uh, that's in Pasuk of Gimel, and then the destruction of Stein. And then in Pasuk of Vav, his wife turns into Tziv Melach, and then we leave that, and we go to Avram. And then in Pasuk of Amr, we find that Lot was afraid to stay in Tzaya. So you, so you read the Pasuk, why was he afraid to stay in Tzaya? What happened? He was told to go to Tzaya, and now all of a sudden he's afraid. Because the destruction reached him in Tzaya, his wife turned into Tziv Melach. His wife, his wife became Shaykh to Stein, even in Tzoyer. So he thought he's going to go to Tzoyer and be saved. That was the original plan. But then, then in Tzoyer, he reached Tzoyer already, but so therefore, he was afraid. So then, as we discussed in the beginning, Ishtar is turning to salt. She's becoming associated with Stein. And Sarah is the opposite. She's going from Bala to Aden. She's going from Bala to Aden. And now she's being accused of being mitzachik the improper fashion. So if you're mitzachik, if you're going to be like the chasson of Avloit, who are also mitzachik and didn't get out of Sadaim, then you're not going to go from Bala to Eid, and you go like the other woman, the other wife in this parish who turned into Melech. Loit is afraid because he had the experience of his wife turning into Melech and Tzoyah. Here Sarah is afraid the same way. She's afraid to be branded as a mitzachik. She was just told that she could go from Bala to Eid, and she doesn't want to be like the, like the one that turns into Melach. She wants to be Bala into Eden, so she is afraid to be considered a Metzachik. So that, there's an association between the two fears about whether the Isha is turning into Melach or whether the Isha is, going, is turning into Eden. Okay. Who is post speaking in, in this Pasuk Tezvav? Who is so Metzachik? What? When, when did this Edna happen? So. When did it happen? When was she caused in Arusa? I don't know why. Or the 10th. Yeah, I mean, last week we said, like, right when they said it, I would think. Let's say. That's a kasha then? Okay. Who's speaking in Pasuk Tezvav? She's mekachish to whom? And who says, Vayoymer, loy kitzachah? So the obvious two possibilities that we have to explore are Hashem or Avraham. Okay? The Ramban says it was Avraham. And Bereshit Rabbah says it was Hashem. So let's just go through the Pesukim like this. With each Pshat. Pasuk Yud Gimel. She never spoke. What? She never spoke. No, in Pasuk... Um, 
Tesva, but the Chachesh, she denied it, right? So she told oh, someone no. She told someone I didn't like it. But they were talking to Avram Avin. Nobody oh. was talking to her. So this is the problem. Vayyem Hashem al Avram, and Pazik Gimel, he's talking to Avram. And then, so, so why is she getting up and speaking? <coughs> okay? She's not around anyway. Right. Uh, so. One second, one second, one second, one second, one second. Um, she's not supposed to be hearing. Well, maybe she is. That's the thing. Okay, so, so according to the Ramban, Hashem said this to Avram. Okay, and then Avram brought it to Sarah and she and said, What's up? So he said it to Avram, meaning that's how he's censoring Sarah by telling Avram something and assuming that he'll take it back to Sarah. So therefore, then Pasik Tezvav is talking about Avram, even though Vayoymer, loy kitzachakt. You would simply read it talking about Hashem, because Avram didn't say anything till then. You would think it's Hashem, but according to Ramban, um, since it doesn't say he spoke to Sarah, it just says he spoke to Avram, and then Sarah speaking, so that missing link is that, oh, Avram said it to Sarah, and therefore the, the kachash then of Sarah is to Avram, because Guva, because the Pasuk is saying Hashem only spoke to Avram, so therefore if you find Sarah speaking, it's because, that, because Avram went and said it to Sarah. That's the Ramban. Now, if it's, Okay, now if it's Hashem speaking, so then we have a problem. In Pasuk Yud Gimel, the conversations with Avram, and then Sarah speaks, and all of a sudden Hashem is speaking directly to her. So why that change? Why that change? But before we get to why that change, why, if he's speaking to Avram, why is she answering? So Lechera, it's like the Pesukim before, that Ayei Sarah Shtecha Hinei Ba'ayil, and then he says something. Which, a simple, simple way to read that is that after we know where she is, he says something and then she overhears it. Without, this is not like what the Torah was saying till now, in certain ways. But that, oh, where's Sarah? She's Ba'il, okay, I want to tell you something about her. And Shitaka heard it. So he's speaking to her, he's speaking to, he's speaking to Avram with the assumption that Sarah is going to be overhearing. So therefore, similarly over here, but she's supposed to hear. I'm not going to say it direct. Hashem doesn't speak directly to her. He says it to Avram and then she overhears. But it's directed to her, and therefore she responds. And yet, all of a sudden, then she's speaking directly to Hashem. Then Hashem is speaking directly to her. So the question is so according to the chat, that it's Hashem. We're answering why it's because he's speaking to her by speaking to Avram. Directing to Avram, but she's supposed to overhear it. The only question we have to understand is why is he initially speaking <coughs> to Avram, and then then at the end he's speaking directly to her. Why is that? You have a thought? If she's standing in he knows that however he knows that, right? Right. So then when he readdresses Avram, then he told to bite on that. So she's obviously there present listening to it. Okay, so why didn't he say it straight to her? When he says, How can he address her if she's still in Can't address her. She's not there. She's just over here, but she's not there. So she called out... And then she Once she called out because she was afraid, she wanted to correct the record and say, no, 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 I didn't laugh. So then he turns to her and says, yes, you did. Uh-huh. Because he didn't expect her to get involved. But if she's getting involved, then he, di- then he answers her directly. That's what you're saying? Well, why would he talk? Why would he not get her involved if he's talking to her? Because she wasn't, right. She wasn't she's part of the conversation. She was only passing by. But, but since she, she made not, herself... But why is she not part of the conversation? Yeah, okay, okay. But look, but we're up to the first level. In basic chat, it might, it might be good what he's saying. He's saying that she wasn't part of the conversation until then. She was on the side. So therefore, he's speaking to Avram. Then she pipes up and says something. So, he's, so he turns to her and says, okay. 
Here. Okay, now, what is going on over here? What is the significance of Sora denying this and, and telling her, yes, you did? Okay, so I think I'm going to discuss three different ways to approach this question, and I'm not fully satisfied with any of them. I think I still don't understand this, really. That's why I have three different ways, right? Now, one I had was, this is an old way, and one we spoke about, and one is a, a new way, which I think is carved to the MS. But let's start with the old way. The old way was as follows. People say, I think it's the, I forgot who some, or the Cheskune, I think, says, maybe it's from a Medrash, so, um, someone asks, what's the Raya? Maybe it's different, whatever. But the Peshat is like this. I mean, the Peshat is, those that say, are understanding something which we discussed in the past, that this Parsha is about, is about male, female. And, and the question here is, it's not just about individuals, it's a question, will Hashem choose a male as a father and a female as a mother, and that will be part of Hashem's plan, that there should be such a kedusha of a father and a father and a mother. So therefore, if part of the parish is about the chachesh, that means, oh, there's some problem with Isha. Isha's not perfect, she's mekachesh. And the emphasis is, the emphasis is, it's a pasik. It's a pasik in Kehelis Perek Zayin. The Moetzi Ani Marmav says that Isha, Asher, he metoidim, let's see, Her heart is charamin. Her mind is charamin. So what does that mean? Her mind is charamin. That she ensnares. She. That's how she. That's how Isha is. She does things. Uh, she manipulates and she tries to trap people. Okay. So that's the midah of an Isha, and that is the that is the chesaron of Isha. Okay. The concern of man is not the topic. He has his own the concern of Isha is Mitzayid and Vacharamim. So this, that's what we find in this passage, that Sarah is willing to try to ensnare and to convince and say, and to deny something and, and to keep something in her mind and not, not let it be out in the open. She thinks that she can keep, she thinks that she can keep what's in her mind, in her mind, and keep it secret. That's Mitzayid and Vacharamim? Um, yeah. Same me it's the same you It's not tracking anything, it's hiding something. It's different. No, it's that, it's that what you're thinking. Right. Okay, I have to think about that more. What's the question? Anyway, your question? That is like the Right. So maybe this Fatihah, maybe she's not even uh, really aware that she, right? Why? She laughed to herself, and she doesn't know that. Yeah, she doesn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's very, it's it's, uh, it's very deep. It's like subconscious, maybe <coughs> Kibbutz. Right. Mm. So that's what that's the Fatihah Hashkira, right? She doesn't. Uh, she's a, she. What's Kiraya? Some sense. No, because that's that's why she's so late. Because she's affected by her emotions. She won't be afraid. She'd be able to think that way. She's over. I hear. Seeing, but it's not outside the macharam. One second. One second. Saying that she's. One second. But her being mekachish. One second. Mechisim being mekachish is outside the She's saying. She's telling him that I'll tell you something and make you believe it, even though it's not true. That's outside the macharam. I mean, there's right, two relationships with information. Either information is what it is, and, and 
whatever is the truth, that's what you don't, there's no other stardom, or it's, a, or it's something you could use. You, you make it however you want to make it. That's what it says before, I think. Okay, fine. If so now. No, 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 she's saying that her Yura made her not be able to. Okay. Fine. Right. Fine. So then, so then we understand a little what's going on over here. If there's some problem over here that Sarah is a mekachesh, or she has this midah of being mekachesh, so how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? So you deal with that midah by making her afraid. And therefore making her try to hide. You're cornering her. You make her try to, to deny it out of Yira, and you tell her, no, loy kitzachakt. That won't work. Well, I, I am reading your mind and don't think that you could trap me. So you're making her out, you're making her ice by telling her that sister Kigluya. So you think you're Bakirba, you think you're hiding, and you're using your Pesach oil, using the fact that you're not out here. You could use that to, to manipulate or to think things and tell us otherwise. You should know that's not going to happen. And that's the what's Misakin, is Midah of the Isha, as if she's aware and if she feels that. They, someone knows what's in her mind. So now, if it's a, either it could be Avram. Okay, well, let's leave that. Fine. So now we started off with with what's Bayer Mashem al Avram. First, he's talking to Avram, and then he is talking to her in Pasuk Tesvav directly. So now, this idea of whether he's talking to her indirectly or he's talking <coughs> to her directly, this is something we started in Lech Lecha and it's going through Bayero that Avram sees them directly. And in Lech Lecha, he fell on his face, he couldn't see Hashem. There's a stress over here, she doesn't see because she's only, because even though she's Pesach Ha'il, where Avram was, now it's Acharov, so she's only Shemas. She's not directly involved. Why is she not directly involved? What's her problem? We know what Avram's problem was, he had to do the Mila. What's the problem of the Isha? That's her, that's the Chasaran of the Isha. So then she has to have a process whereby she can also face Hashem. How does she misakin her mitzvahim b'charam? This is how she's misakin when he says lama zetzachaka and she tries to deny it and he says loy kitzachak. That is gufu to tikkun for a mitzvah mitzvah b'charam. So she also then goes from not facing to facing, like Avram went from shmir to reiyah, but through the milah she goes from from hearing the conversation that's going on between Hashem and Avram to actively being involved in the conversation gufu because she gets this fright, like Avram got a fright by the milah. And get being told that like it's a being told that she shouldn't try to hide, she cannot try to hide because her mind, whatever she's thinking is is right there and she can't be with Sanacharam is good for the ticket on her being with Sanacharam therefore she could face okay speculative now according to the um, okay so that's way that's if you read that Hashem, that Hashem is speaking to Avram and she's overhearing and then Hashem is speaking to her. According to Ramban, it's happening between Avram and her. So then it's Vayoyimah Hashem al-Avram. He's talking to Avram, why? Because Avram has to deal with this. He is, Avram is the one that has to tell her, I know what's going on in your mind. Because she shouldn't be Mitzayim v'charamim relative, she shouldn't be a Mitzayim v'charam to Avram, to her husband. So therefore, the two ways to understand Vayoyimah Hashem al-Avram, either he's talking to Avram, that's how he talks to Sarah, but then ultimately he talks to her directly, or Vayoyimah Hashem al-Avram, because he has to take care of it, because he's the one that's supposed to confront Sarah and tell her, don't try to trick me. I know what's. I know what's. I know what you're thinking. Okay. Okay. Now the other way we said was that, and let's say this because we spoke about it in the past, that 
she says, okay, I'm not supposed to be mitzachik. She's confronted, okay, so I'm not supposed to be mitzachik. So therefore she says, she's afraid of being branded a mitzachik. So therefore she says, I don't want to be mitzachik. This ties into what we were saying before. She's afraid of being like identified with the wrong, with the wrong tzachik and like this daimim. And she's not going to be zaycha to this bracha that she just was rece- received. So therefore she denies it. He's telling her, don't deny the tzachik out of fright because this tzachik that you did is something that you're ultimately going to use. Sarah ultimately is mafchen when Yishmael is mitzachik, and she recognizes that Yishmael's tzachik is the wrong type of tzachik, something which Avram did not recognize. So that's what he's telling over here. You're, try- you're going to say, okay, tzachik is bad, so forget it. I'll take back the tzachik. I don't want to have any sheiches to tzachik because, uh, because I'm afraid of having sheiches to tzachik. And he says, like tzachak. No, that tzachik that you had, even though it's not the way, the way you should be, but it's not something that you should try to erase and forget about out of fear, because it's something that you're going to, the midah that you know that's like, because you experienced it, is something that you're going to use in the asa. Okay, this is the second way. Now, but this a third way I think is emes, but I still don't have it all worked out. If we look at the, the tzchayk of Avram, and we use that to understand this, try to see where, is there any parallel between the, between the conversation with Avram to this loy tzachakti and loy kitzachak, tzchayk there is. Because by Avram, in the end of Lech Lecha, in Zayin, um, Avram is is vayipal apana vayitzchak. Pasuk Yitzayin, Perek Yitzayin, Pasuk Yitzayin, vayipal Avram apana vayitzchak. Vayyeve beliboy. And he said, Lu Yishmael yechil fanecha. And Pasuk Yitzes, Lu Yishmael vayyeve lekim avosar eshriel ezlocha bein vekarasa eshemal yitzchak. So then the tzchayk that Avram took and said, vayitzchak, will I have a child? Her, that's a, that is coloring the tzchayk. That is a that is defining the tzchayk. The tzchayk was, will a hundred-year-old actually have a child? Hashem is telling him, yes, but keep that tzchayk. So this, to you are a will I have a child? That means the tzchayk seemingly, the tzchayk of Avram seemingly is appropriate only in as much as he wouldn't have the child. That's the tzchayk. Will I actually, will a hundred-year-old have a child? And Hashem says, yes, but don't throw out that tzchayk. The tzchayk that you had, even though you, Metzachik, will I have a child, but even though you will in fact have the child, still the tzchayk is relevant to that child. Therefore, by Sarah also then, this, the fact that she is trying to throw out the tzchayk, and he's saying, he's saying that the, that tzchayk which you are rejecting now, because you're realizing this is serious, so you want to throw out the tzchayk, like Yitzchak. That tzchayk that you had does have some sort of relevance. Haraya, his name is Yitzchak. So meaning that at the very, we're talking over here then, the, these psukim, like the psukim Alechach, are talking about the fact that even though the tzchayk seems to be, the tzchayk of the basura of Yitzchak seems to be associated with doubting, like it was by Avram Kipshutai, and like it was by Sarah, but the Pasuk is saying that even though the doubting part of it is being rejected, but the tzchayk itself, is relevant to Haraya, that's what we're going to name the son, which is Agav, which is the Raya that I think the Ramban means the Raya. He says it can't be that, that Avram's Tzchayk was, was wrong, because then why would we, how could you name him Yitzchak? That's what Ramban says. But um, I don't know if I said this, the Abba says on the Ramban, who's Michalik between Avram and Sarah, Tzchayk, he says it's Tzchayk Behevel, because the Pasik the doesn't, it's not Michalik, how can you do that? The Ma'ay says the Achalukim in the Pesachim, if you look closely, it's the Shtak the Ramban. But we, get, we, went, we went Kapshutai that the Tzchayk was the same. But Akaponim, so then this Pasik is about you're Mitzachik and you're doubting. Doubting is wrong, but the Tzchaik, keep that part. Don't lose the Tzchaik. So then, but the Aymik is shtickle, at least understand a little bit. The point is Tzchaik means it's surprising. It's surprising. 
So then you could be surprised and you could do two things with the surprise. Either the surprise, the purpose of the sun is he's supposed to be surprising. Yitzhak, he's supposed to surprise people and make them and shake them up and bring them to somewhere where they weren't before and make them laugh. So the, the laughter, the, the surprise, takes a person from his regular uh, paradigm, reg regular way of looking at things and it makes him, it breaks him out of that, takes him out of that. So that tzchayk is supposed to remain. But, it's, but the, if you're, if you misamik in the tzchayk and you, and you focus on the tzchayk and you focus on the fact that this is an impossibility, you start saying it doesn't make sense and you focus, you're living in that tzchayk, that's the part that's being rejected over here. So the tzchayk, the fact that it makes you laugh, fine, but Pshad is supposed to make you laugh and then he's supposed to, you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to get up to that stage where you're like, oh, now I get it. Fine. You laughed. You move on. Okay, this is the, the basic outline. So she's laughing. She's laughing and she's saying, she's still laughing. She's constantly laughing. She's saying, this is a joke. So he's saying, no, no, no. The, the fact that you laugh, the fact that it's surprised, yes, that's the essence of Yitzhak. He's supposed to make people laugh, but then, but then you're supposed to take the laughter and do something else with it than you did. Okay, so she's denying God. She was denying the tzchayk. And saying, fine, tzchik is a bad thing, and then the pasuk be mafta. No, 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 the tzchik is a good thing, like by Avram, because So I think the reason why this pshat I think is most kravel amis, obviously, is because then the the loikit tzachak, then the pasuk is the same conversation they had with Avram has its parallels over here, which is something that we learned already. Saying the word ki, rather, loiki ala shorcha hizik, like in Babakam. Rather you, loik, rather you did. In fact, you did. Indeed, you did. And that's a good thing, though. No, no, no. Yeah, he's saying don't. He's saying you're trying. To, okay, you're saying loitzachakti. You know, forget it. Okay, fine. I didn't laugh. And he's saying no, no, no. You did laugh. Don't, don't forget that you laughed. Okay. Don't forget that you laughed. So, so this is mitzur a little bit with the second shot. Nothing to do with the first shot. First shot was that the whole purpose over here is to tell her you can't hide. That's the whole purpose. Going to this, the purpose, the the, 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 the is saying you think there's nothing positive in tzchayk. There is. Something positive in the tzchayk, like by Avram, even though Avram is mitzachik, and therefore said, "Lo yishma li chalavanecha." He said, "Irchanami yishma." Um, it's going to happen. You will have a son Yitzchak, but but call him Yitzchak because the tzchayk has a relevance. L'toif. Okay. Okay, that's all.